Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast, episode number 45. Hello, I'm Charles Caps. In addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast app, we invite you to visit our website at charlescapscrimsonflowministries.net, all one word, all lowercase. I'd like to bring forth Proverbs 23 and 23, which instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. You never sell the truth, but along with the truth, you've got to have some wisdom, some instruction, and some understanding. We're going to try to do that as we move to the message, which I have called the law of the blood sacrifice is still required. The law of the blood sacrifice is still required. Now, some of you are going amen, and some of you are saying, Mr. Caps, Charles, hey, you're off your rocker. Don't you know Jesus nailed all that stuff to his cross? And if he doesn't, if he didn't, surely the Apostle Paul did away with it. And I don't know how you come up with uh, Paul having the authority to do away with anything that God instituted. Amen. But anyway, we'll move and we'll look into this. But let's start with Leviticus chapter 17 and verse 8. We'll find out a little bit about what a sacrifice is. Verse 8, Leviticus 17. And thou shalt say unto them, now we need to know who them are, whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel, or of the strangers which sojourn among you, that offereth a burnt offering or sacrifice. And you say, oh, come on, that's talking about Israel. But now you might have missed that strangers that sojourn with them. Amen. Folks, a mixed multitude come out of Egypt, not just Israel only. And they all served and dedicated themselves to our father, Jehovah. Now, who is Israel? Amen. Israel is his chosen people whom he loves. And he's allowed some of the natural olive trees to be destroyed and allowed us Gentiles to be grafted in. Now, we don't proclaim to be saved Gentiles. If you did, you don't know your Bible. We don't proclaim to be blessed Gentiles. If you did, you don't know your Bible. Amen. We are blessed Israelites of the house of Israel. Amen. Because we've been grafted in to the olive tree. Praise Jehovah. Amen. Amen. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Well, anyway, back to the scriptures. And we'll say to them, that again would be all people of Israel and the sojourners, that when you make an offering or a burnt sacrifice or sacrifice and bringeth it not unto the door of the tabernacle, you needed to bring it to the door of the tabernacle of the congregation to offer it unto Jehovah. Even that man shall be cut off from among his people. Now, why would that person be cut off if he didn't bring it to the door of the tabernacle? Amen? There's a reason and explanation here. And it says, Whatsoever man there be of the house of Israel are the strangers, are the strangers, the sojourn among you that eateth any manner of blood. I will even set my face against that soul that eateth blood, and I'll cut him off from among the people. And here's the understanding of it. Verse 11, for the life 
of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that maketh atonement for the soul. For it is the blood that cleanses you, that washes away your sins. Amen. Now, you might say this is Old Testament. It is. And we're going we're gonna to elaborate on that. But you've got to understand what our Father said here. It is the blood that maketh an atonement for the soul. Now, it might just roll it ahead a little bit for a year in the Old Testament. But the law is there. The law is that the blood maketh an atonement for the soul. Now, let's go look at Hebrews 9 and 19. New Testament now. And Paul speaking, I believe. He said, For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and of goats and with water and scarlet wool and hyssop and sprinkled both the book and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the testament. This is Moses talking. This is the blood of the testament which God hath enjoined unto you. Moreover, he sprinkled with blood both the tabernacle and all the vessels of the ministry. Amen? And then the conclusion is, in almost all things, are by the law purged with blood. Almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. There's no atonement. <clears throat> There's no remission without the shedding of blood. So we say that the law of the blood sacrifice is still required. And then you might say, okay, so what did Jesus now to his cross? Amen. When you look at what is being said here, I just want to kind of tell you the story of Exodus 32. You know, Moses had gone up to Mount Sinai, and he'd been there 40 days. Joshua was down halfway or whatever, and uh, the mountain was all together on the smoke, and God visited with Moses there, gave him the plans for the tabernacle, and he gave him the Ten Commandments. And God wrote it with his own finger, first person, here's what you're to do. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Amen. Amen. Thou shalt not make any graven image. He didn't want people worshiping false gods. He didn't want people worshiping other gods. Don't bring them before him. Amen. Don't take my name in vain. Amen. And remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. <clears throat> These are the things that God wrote on the tables, the tablets that Moses carried. And as they begin to come down off the mountain, they're still on the mountain. A lot of people think Moses is on the ground with the uh, children of Israel, but he's, he's still on the mountain. And God, our Father, Jehovah, told Moses, said, go down there. These people, these people that you brought out of Egypt, they've, they've committed bad sins, you know. 
And as they come down, <clears throat> the Lord said unto Moses, he said, he said, Moses, step aside. Step aside. Get out of my way. I'm going to unleash my wrath. It's going to go and destroy every one of them. And Moses interceded and said, now wait, what about the people who we just got delivered from? What will they say if you brought us out here to destroy us? And so Father Yehovah relented of that, and Moses went down, and he broke the tablets, amen, and he sent the Levites, and there was a big slaughter amongst all the people for the sin that they had committed of making what? A false god, a molten calf out of gold. And they said, they took this, and personally, I don't know how Aaron come out of all of this scot-free, but they said, these be the gods that brought you. We don't know what's happened to Moses. So these be the gods that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And they gave praise to the golden calves. God's glory, God's praise to a golden image. And then they said, tomorrow we'll have a feast day. Well, that didn't happen. Wrath came. And look, the people who should have died, who should have been destroyed, were spared by the intercession of Moses. But there's a cost. You see, now we have the daily sacrifice. We have all of the rituals going on in the tabernacle, the shedding of blood, sacrifice for this and sacrifice for so many things. Why? Because they did evil. And Paul tells us that the law of the blood sacrifice was added because of what? Transgression, because of sin. Now, it was never God's plan for this to happen. It was never our Father's plan for this sacrifice to be. But because he spared these people, this sacrifice, this blood sacrifice, animal sacrifice was instituted. That was put upon the cross of Yeshua and done away with at his crucifixion. Amen? So let's look again. Let's look a little further. In Hebrews chapter 9, excuse me, in Jeremiah chapter 31, we read verse 31. He said, Behold, Jeremiah did. Jeremiah 31 and 31. Behold, the days come, saith Jehovah, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Now, see, he had already made a covenant. These people just broke it. Okay? So he's going to make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. And it does not say with the house of the Gentiles. It does not say with the house of the Christian church. It does not say with anybody who wants to be in my covenant. It doesn't say that. It says only the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And I say, if you're not grafted in, to the house of Israel, Judah, then you have no new covenant. You know, and people are always talking about we're under a new covenant. It's, see, it's a renewed covenant. It's not a, uh, a new covenant. 
It's a refreshed covenant. And we'll get into that. Amen. But I'm saying, if you're not grafted in as Israel, you have no new covenant. Amen. So anyway, it says, I'll make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according, he said, God said to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant, my law, amen, which my covenant they break. Although, you can see the heartbreak of our father here. He said, although I was an husband unto them, saith Jehovah, but this shall be the covenant that I make with the house of Israel after those days, saith Jehovah, I will put my law into their inward parts. Now what? My law. Is there a law in the New Testament? Is there a law that... Uh, how can you always stumble at the word law and throw it away when it's clearly written? Ah, it might be we don't know the Scriptures. It might be we go around quoting verses, quoting, quoting, and saying, but we don't know the Bible. We don't have precept upon precept. We don't have line upon line. We don't have here a little, there a little. All we got is a big mouth quoting partial scriptures that we've cherry-picked and thrown away the rest of it. If you listen to my podcast, I'll talk about Samuel not letting any of the word of the Lord fall to the ground. He never said, okay, I like this, and I don't like that. Let's let that fall to the ground. He never did that. He kept the whole word and the commandments of Jehovah. Amen. But this is the covenant that I'll make with the house of Israel after those days, saith Jehovah. I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And the Christian church just celebrates over this verse, these verses, but yet they don't have the law in their hearts, and they're not grafted in with Israel. They're denying the very God that gave them the roadmap to salvation, and they got a different way, a different spirit, and they're very rebellious. They're very stiff-necked, although God was so loving to us. Amen. Now, let's look at uh, let's look at Hebrews chapter eight. Hebrews chapter eight, and we'll start at verse six. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry? By how much also he is the mediator, and we're talking about Yeshua here, of a better covenant. That better again would be refreshed covenant, which was established upon better promises. Amen. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then he should know I have no place been sought for the second. And verse 8 says, for finding fault with them, he said, the first covenant, he said, Behold, the days come, saith Jehovah, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Wait a minute now. 
Then is that's pretty familiar, isn't it? It's almost the same words. It is the same words, and it's Paul, and it's after he's been converted. It's after the cross. It's at, you know, it's after the book of Acts. It's the writings here, and he says, for finding fault with them, he said, behold, the days come, saith Jehovah, that I will make a new covenant, refreshed covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continued not, they break it, they continued not in my covenant. And I regarded them not, saith Jehovah. For this is the covenant, here we go. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith Jehovah. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. And all you people that want to say that the law of God is written in your heart, if you're not keeping the law, if you're not working the commandments, you've got nothing written in your heart. Amen? And write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. If you're not moving according to the law that's written in the heart as God has ordained, you're not his people. It's that simple. Amen? And as I've said, that new means refreshed. Same words Paul said that was given to Jeremiah. Now look, let me illustrate this a little bit. You got elementary students and they're going, um, they're in the fourth grade, and they're going to do their math today, and the teacher says, break out your books and turn the page, uh, whatever, and says, uh, we're going to do a new thing today. And everybody's anxious, and some are regretting him, but we're going to do a new thing, and the teacher starts teaching them division because they've never had it before. Was it new to them? Well, sure. Was it new in the world? No. Division's been around forever. See? But when we when we just learn something, it's new or renewed or refreshed to us. But it's not new. Amen? So let's look at Ecclesiastes. Chapter 1. And verse 10 and 9 and 10. It says, The thing that hath been is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. No new thing. It's renewed, refreshed. Amen. Is there anything, is there anything wherever it may be said, see, this is new. It had already been of old time, which was before us. We have that word. In Isaiah chapter 1, verse 9. Now, let's go to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 16. Wash you, he says, God, make you clean. Put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. The Christian church doesn't care how much evil they do. Uh, they're under grace. 
you need to apply this word. Is this word for you? It's Isaiah. Is this prophecy? Is this speech for you? Most assuredly, if you say no, again, you don't know your Bible. You don't know who the they's and the them are. You don't know what applies to you and what doesn't. You just don't know your Bible. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. That's good advice. We have that in the New Testament, right? Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Relieve the oppressed. Yeah, we have that. Judge the fatherless. Amen. Take care of them. Plead for the widow. Then Father says, Come now and let us reason together, saith Jehovah. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. If you be willing and if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, and we got so many people in America that are so proud of their rebellion, and especially in the times that we live in, and I will not go into it, but the rebellion in America is wide open regardless of what side of the fence you stand on. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword, for the mouth of Jehovah hath spoken it. Amen. Revelation chapter 1, verse 4. John, to the seven churches which are in Asia, grace be unto you and peace from him which is, which was, which is to come. And from the seven spirits which are before the th his throne. And from Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead. And the prince of the kings of the earth. Unto him that loved us and washed us. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. There's that washing, that cleansing, that atonement. Amen. Let's find it again. Revelation chapter 7, verse 13. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence come they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which are come out of the great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Come out of great tribulation. Folks, this rapture you talk about, it ain't happening. You're going through the tribulation? Yeah. Does God love you? Yeah. Are you going through the tribulation? Yeah. Any other teaching is heresy. Any other teaching is a lie. You will go through the tribulation, and you come out, and you can make your robes white in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. John, First John, First John, chapter one and verse seven. But if we walk in the light, and that's what we're supposed to do. But if we walk in the light as He is the light, we have fellowship one with another, 
and the blood of Jesus Christ and the blood of Yeshua HaMashiach, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And we'll go to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18. For as much as you know that, you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, of Messiah, as a lamb without blemish and without spot. Hallelujah. Folks, the law of the blood sacrifice is still required. Yeshua went to the cross, shed his blood once and forever, and the blood that was shed on the cross has washed away the sins of all peoples who come and believe on his name and receive this new covenant. Amen. And receive the blood as the atonement, the washing. That blood is still effective today. And if you're listening to me right now and you don't have the blood sacrifice of Yeshua HaMashiach applied upon your life, I ask you to find a place. I ask you to find a place to pray. I ask you to find a place to ask Yeshua to forgive you of your sins and let his blood wash away all of your sins. Amen. It's the blood that makes the sacrifice. And without the shedding of blood is no remission. The law of the blood sacrifice is still required. We just have a better blood in the new covenant. Yeah, not the blood of bulls and goats, but the blood of our precious Redeemer and Savior and Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen. God bless you. God keep you. Hope you got a little something out of this. Until next time, amen.